Well, <clears throat> oh fuck, that's a bad start to the show. Well, good afternoon, and welcome to episode two hundred and thirty-seven of the Other Ground Live. I'm Passive J. What's up, motherfuckers? <laughs> good to see you guys again. Uh, first show since uh, last Saturday, so coming off uh, my three-day uh, break. Uh, good to see you guys are here. Uh, the OG Army is already forming up in the chat box. Uh, glad to have you guys along for the ride. I'm happy to uh, see you guys. Uh, the juices right off the bat. What's my T levels at? I don't know. Uh, somewhere between uh, 600 and 900. I would know. Well, probably 1200, maybe. Uh, I just uh, injected myself, uh, yesterday for my freshest injection. So I'm probably, uh, quite a bit. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't go to the, uh, <clears throat> hospital and get it checked at all that often when he had me checked uh, about three weeks ago it, it was at like 950 and that was a week after an injection so probably at its max like 1200 and probably at its lowest like i mean like just before i do a shot of like 600 or something like that i'm just guessing that's probably right about right uh so uh which is good that's where i want to be at uh i'm i'm pretty happy with results so far uh he put me on a, i saw the doctor on monday he was a little concerned with the um 950 number a weekend because he thinks that's a little on the high side so he was going to prescribe me less but then when i got the prescription it was the same amount so <clears throat> that worked out well so and he's put put me in a, a six-month regiment and uh i will check back with him in may so uh, all things are going according to plan as far as the entire uh, testosterone re replacement therapy thing uh worked out this morning chest and arms had a good workout didn't put enough weight on for a uh, bench press um it was the first week into uh power sets so i was supposed to be doing five sets of five and uh, it's always hard to tell whether you have enough weight on for that because uh you know it, just because it feels easy in the first set doesn't mean it's going to feel easy in the last set. So, um, you don't want to go feel like you're, it's not hard enough and put too much weight. And then like the third or uh, second or third set in, you're failing out and not getting close to the numbers you need when you're doing five sets. So it felt like it wasn't enough weight on there, but I went ahead and went with it. Uh, I put like a little bit weight, weight on after the first set and then a little bit more weight on after the third set by the fifth set, I realized I you probably should have had the weight I had on there now the entire time, maybe even a little bit more. So that part wasn't any fun, but the rest of the workout went pretty well. Uh, you know, bent over rows, um, shrugs, uh, flies, uh, and curls. I think it was maybe one other thing, but, uh, chest and arms are always fun days. Uh, tomorrow is a uh, deadlift, which means it'll be a short day <laughs> as are leg days. I'm still having issues with the one leg, uh, not being able to work out properly, which inhibits you know, the entire workout. So there's no, no point working out one leg, uh, more reps than the other leg. You know, you'll just have one excessively large leg and, and unless you're a crow cop, that looks weird. Um, so, but, but, uh, I'm still going to try to try to put some work in tomorrow. Deadlift day isn't as bad as leg day. Cause I don't do any individual leg deadlifts. Um, like I do for, uh, when I'm doing leg day. Uh, but still, it feels like I'm not getting enough weight in just because one of the legs has got issues going on because of uh, multiple hernias and this, that, and the other. <clears throat> but it's okay. It could be going worse, right? Anyways, how you guys doing today? Uh, throw anything you want to talk about into the chat box, and I'll try to talk about it. Uh, or call in. Call in what I'm talking about now. Call in about other kind of stuff. You guys know me. I'll pick up the phone. Might not talk to you that long. You might decide you're an evil fucker and I don't want to have anything to do with you, but that's unlikely. I'll probably decide that you're my new friend and we'll have a little chat. <laughs> so go right ahead. 
Uh, Dab, Dab Blaster asked if I do lunges. Uh, I do something called uh, Bulgarian split squats, uh, which you may or may not be familiar with. Uh, for those of you who are not familiar with a split squat, what I do is I put one of my legs behind me, uh, my foot, on the bench behind me. So, like, the top of my foot is on the bench. Uh, and then my other foot is in front of me in, like, a bent position. So, and then uh, what I will do is grab a weight on the same side as the leg that's doing the lift and then balancing using the <clears throat> other leg balanced on the bench behind me with my foot do uh like lifts squats lift type lifts with one leg holding a weight it's called a bulgarian split squat uh, i probably did not explain it that well but the internet will show you what it is uh, i like to do those I, for multiple reasons. One, I don't have a squat rack. So uh, traditional squats front are ba- front or back are uh, difficult for me. Uh, two, I don't like traditional squats front or back because it feels like it'd be easy to hurt your back if you did them wrong. Uh, and I realize that's true for a lot of things and squats are supposed to be really good. But doing my research on it, these split squats are pretty good uh, and for someone who's not going to be trying to compete in lifting weights, I think the split squats are a good replacement. Uh, they're not the only thing I do. I also do goblet squats, uh, which is just like holding a uh, dumbbell of various weights and doing just like, you know, air squats up and down. Uh, I like those cause, uh, I can get a lot deeper, uh, than in other lifts and it doesn't feel unstable since I have to weight against my chest basically, instead of like over behind my back or on top of my chest. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, the other thing I do for, uh, legs is something called a stiff legged deadlift, uh, which is basically exactly what it sounds like. Uh, you, you do a deadlift, but you basically just bend forward at the waist while keeping your back as straight as possible to, you know, until you're in a, uh, until your back is in a horizontal position as best as you can. And, you know, and then lift straight back up, um, while keeping your back straight, you know, that's called a, a, uh, stiff legged deadlift and it works your hamstrings in the back. I think between split squats, goblet squats and stiff legged deadlifts that covers my legs pretty good. Uh, keep in mind, I also do something called, uh, on my, on my, excuse me, uh, on my deadlift days, I don't do traditional deadlifts because once again, I'm a pussy and I'm afraid to hurt myself. So I, I use a hex bar, uh, which is a exactly what it sounds like. It's kind of like a hexagonal piece of metal, uh, that you stand in the middle of the hex and then reach down and grab the frame and pull up from there. Since your, your arms are to the side, instead of in front of you, it's easier to make sure that your back is kept straight and it's a, a lot safer of a deadlift. However, it does work your legs a little bit more than a traditional deadlift does. It's, it's moving the muscle chain that it's uh, addressing slightly. So it's slightly more work in your legs and a little bit less on your back, uh, which does bother me occasionally because it fucks up my leg workouts sometimes and vice versa. But for me, being an old fucker, I think it's the safest uh, workout routine I could probably come up with. Um, <clears throat> feel free to give me advice. Otherwise, for anyone who happens to be like a workout expert, <laughs> I'm, uh, uh, I am uh, taking still on Ryan's uh, or Dalton rather's uh, workout routine. Uh, I've changed it slightly here and there to make it uh, feel more comfortable for me. Uh, like there's certain things like I don't do that he had me prescribe to. And there's, I've added one or two things that he didn't have me do that I, I prefer to do. Uh, but it's still like 90% his workout. So I got to give him credit for that. <clears throat> Anyways, uh, let's see. 
As you guys know, I never have anything to fucking talk about. <laughs> Preparing all those topics and stuff never worked out at all. So I, you know, I just go with uh, whatever I can think of while I'm on the show with you guys. I can, I do go to the OG and look for topics to talk about. So, um, I'm not flying completely by wing. Uh, like for example, uh, just because uh, I was on the OG for most of the day today, I knew I was probably going to be talking about the fact that Ellen Page is now Elliot Page. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I apologize for <clears throat> excuse me. God damn it. Uh, anyway, so yeah, it turns out Ellen Page had made an announcement today uh, or yesterday or some shit like that saying that uh, they are officially transgender. Now, she, he, she, whatever, whatever. Um, had already come out a, a, as a, a gay person already, um, which is cool. Whatever, uh, I don't give a shit about that kind of things. But they made specifically made the announcement that they were transgender, uh, non-binary, uh, uh, and wanted to be referred to as he, him, Elliot. Which kind of uh, I don't know defeats the purpose of the non-binary thing. Maybe I don't know what that means. <laughs> I thought I knew what that meant, but possibly not. Uh, and uh, my first reaction to all of that is, huh, that's kind of weird. <laughs> and how I feel about it, I, I, I guess this is, I'm not sure if this is a great attitude to have, and it might not be the politically correct attitude to have about it. Uh, but, but strangely enough, how I feel about it really depends on, on what that statement means when she says she's transgender, non, uh, non-binary, uh, does that just means like she, she just doesn't really want to be labeled from going from here on. And that's, is that, is that what chan- transgender mean? Like, okay, well, which is cool, more power to her. Uh, and don't get, get me wrong. You know, whatever she decides to do, that's, that's, her, it's her right. My attitude on all of this is I don't give a shit what anybody does as long as you're not doing it to me. Um, so whatever, more power to you. But I, I have to admit the if if what she's talking about means to taking testosterone and treatment and things like that and and maybe getting something sewn on or I, I don't know how that kind of stuff works that kind of bothers me uh and that's still her right to do that she's not hurting anybody's by doing that and you know it's her body and she should be able to feel how, or he i guess now should be able to feel right in their body it's it's, it's you know um it's not my business to tell them otherwise but uh, I guess it's just me being selfish because I'll be honest. I always thought she was cute. Uh, ever since the X-Men three movies, uh, you know, uh, I mean, she wasn't like this amazing beauty or anything like that, but you know, she always liked this cute per- perky girl. And, you know, uh, I liked a lot of work she did. She was a good actress. And, <laughs> and to find out that not only is she, is she not interested in, you know, uh, in my gender, uh, apparently she's not interested in being a gender. Uh, and that makes it really weird for me. So, the last thing I want to see in like four or five years is her with a beard or some shit like that. Cause it will totally ruin a lot of, uh, like boners of the past, so to speak. <laughs> and, uh, nobody wants that. Right. I mean, but whatever, you know, what do you guys think about it? You know, uh, I see a lot of people on the OG are really conservative about this thing. And, uh, the biggest thing I see against it is they think it's considered a bad example. Um, and, for the most part, I don't argue with the OG about stuff. It's a bad idea. And I'm not going to argue with them there, but I'll be honest with you guys here. Listen with me. I think that's a poor attitude to have. I don't believe anybody in these kind of positions pick what they feel and what they are. I think that's just how they are. Um, 
And someone said that they think it's wrong because they're trying to celebrate uh, what they consider a uh, mental deficiency. And uh, my I'll get you in a second, caller. Uh, and my attitude was, well, yeah, you might not necessarily celebrate it, but that doesn't mean you should disparage it. It's not their fault they have this, this issue. Why not let them live the best that they can with what they got going on? Hey, caller, what can I do for you? Passive J, once again, your show has become a platform for intolerance and bigotry. Oh, no. Really? What did I say? I thought I was trying to be pretty tolerant about this. How many times are you going to misgender and mispronounce Elliot's name? His name is Elliot. Oh, I know. I'm sorry about that. I'm just, you know, it's just so new. It just takes some getting used to. It's not intentional. Oh, my goodness. This is outrageous. Oh, Papa well, J, you know, yeah. we're watching you. The LGBTQ community is on your ass, buddy. Watch what you're up to. All right. Well, I'll try to be good. I need you guys' help. You know, I'm, I'm just, uh, all right, he's out of here. <laughs> um, but, you know, I'm just some old dude. I'm not from the, this new age stuff. I really want everyone just to do whatever they want to do and be happy. But I'm sure I'm going to say the wrong thing occasionally and, and uh, offend the wrong people. Uh that happened. You know, it's just going to happen. I, I knew a couple of people like there was this one lady I was dating for a little while uh, and we got along pretty good. Uh, but she broke up with me up with me just because she, <clears throat> let's see, I, I don't, I can't remember what she called it, but basically uh, she thought I was too chauvinist. I, I think that was the word she looked at. Like she couldn't stand the fact that like I would call women chicks. I was like, Oh yeah, there's, there's these two chicks I knew. She goes, chicks. I'm like, yeah. She goes, you mean women? I'm like, well, yeah, two chicks I knew. She hated that. <laughs> and just other examples like that. Uh, like she was the one, I think I told you this story before, that I got really, really offended when I referred to two black guys as two black guys. <laughs> I was telling, I think I was telling a story in a podcast uh, about something that happened, this, that, and the other, and yada, yada, yada. And the next day, uh, I went on a date with her and she accosted with me, accosted me about the story. And she goes, yeah, I noticed that you mentioned, you know, there's two black guys. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Cause there were, she goes, well, what did them, them being black have anything to do with the story? I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, why, why couldn't they just been two guys? I'm like, well, cause they're two black guys. Well, if they were two white guys, we have just referred to them as two white guys. And we've just said two guys. I'm like, well, statistically speaking, 83% of the time in America, they would have been white guys. So I might have just went ahead and referred to them as guys. But other than that, uh, if they were anything other than white guys, uh, that makes that unusual and not the majority of the uh, thing. So, yeah, I refer to them as like two black guys or two Mexican guys or two Middle Eastern guys. <laughs> that doesn't mean I'm racist, but apparently she thought it did. So and that was the end of the relationship, kind of. Uh, and to this day, I have no clue how that worked out. <laughs> so, <sighs> so I will try not to be racist. <laughs> oh, look, Sly's calling in. What's going on, Sly? What's going on, bro? Uh, not a lot, boss. How you doing tonight? It's not fair that some people can say that and others can't. Oh, oh, what? Just various things in general, depending. We constantly say white dudes when we talk about people. How is that any different? Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. Well, because she was under the impression that if I was talking to another white dude, I would just said another dude, and referring to someone else by their color uh, makes it racist. You know, like... 
Like, if I was talking about you, I might go, yeah, dude, he's this Middle Eastern guy I know. He's lived in America forever. He's a citizen, awesome dude. Does that make me a, a, a racist person because I refer to you as a Middle Eastern person? And I'm asking, I'm asking as an honest question. This isn't a joke. Does that make, does that, how, how does that, how do you feel about something like that? Oh, it's, it's, it's getting out of control, I think. It's just... <laughs> No, dude. No, I'm, serious. I'm serious, dude. That, and then that's a serious question. Is that something that bothers you? I mean, you can honestly tell me you don't like to be referred to as Middle Eastern. I don't know these things, so I'm not trying to be racist or non-racist. I'm just trying to be descriptive. Is that wrong? I mean, uh, I, I'm asking you how you feel about it, not how you think other people should feel about it. It doesn't bother me one bit. Okay. I don't see. Um, I don't even place. I don't even think. I didn't know I was supposed to be offended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. If you refer to me as a white dude, it doesn't bother me, you know. And, and I think the reason that they that their response will be, well, yeah, that's because you know, you're a privileged white dude. Why would it bother you? I'm like, well, I don't, I don't feel very privileged, but okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> I saw how you do today, boss. Anyways. I don't know. I guess I thought you know I typed in the chat you know that that. Uh, the social justice warrior that keeps calling in. Oh, yeah, he's great. And I, and I like him, you know, the one that's really gender sensitive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that guy's cool. Or girl. Or, damn, I did it again. See, I call him a guy, and then I call him a girl, and then I said, I don't know what he is. No, so, yeah, I, haven't actually, I haven't actually asked him how he identifies, so that's that's fair. You, you just don't know. I think we're supposed to ask, aren't we, if we don't know? What's the protocol? I don't know. Don't ask, don't tell. Oh, wait, wait, that's the old one. Fuck, I don't know what the new one is, really. So I, I guess they'll tell you if they want to use other than traditional ones, I would assume, right? Because I, I think that's fair enough. If if you don't tell us, we should probably just use the traditional ones. Yeah, sorry about that, homeboy. I'm wearing a mask and I'm in the gym. And I'm trying not to touch my phone. It's really far away because I'm all sweaty. So if you can't hear me good, that's why. I should probably go. I can hear you pretty good. That's up to you, boss. If you're Although if you're at the gym, you should be working out, motherfucker. Don't be taking breaks. Okay, you got it, man. <laughs> so I ask that ask that dude what his gender is if you could the next time he call, or that person the well, next time they call in. I I certainly will. That's not a problem. Okay, all right, uh, thanks. Bye. No no problem. Calling on your next break, boss. <laughs> all right. Speaking of breaks, I need to get a glass of water. Um, excuse me, a drink of water. I already have my glass here. <clears throat> water is so goddamn awesome it's all i drink anymore i took a, a drink of my wife's uh, uh fago diet cream soda today and it was fucking horrible it started off tasting good i'm like oh that's good but the aftertaste was oh god i think it's because of it's diet i think um diet always seems to have that weird aftertaste it starts off tasting right then ends horribly wrong i'm trying to get her to stop drinking that entirely she's done a lot better she's down to like one or two a day um for the most part, she drinks like water or vitamin water or some like no calorie thing mix that she drink. They all powder that she mixes into water or some shit like that. Oh, you clearly hear you drink. It's gross. I am so sorry. I'm the juicer. I didn't, I, I keep on forgetting that that was a, uh, you know, that the microphone's pretty sensitive. It picks stuff up from fer, fairly far away. And that was, and that actually was Detroit river water, uh, grad. Although I believe it comes in from Lake St. Clair, not from uh, the actual Detroit river, which is relatively a short span between the two lakes. Um, 
However, our water is meticulously clean. The uh, treatment plants uh, for the water uh, in the metropolitan area are fucking awesome. Uh, the entire Flint thing has nothing to do with our water system. Uh, the Flint water system that fucked that up is not part of the water system that I'm on. And Flint's issue is the fact that they used to be on our water system and decided that they were going to try to save us money and go back onto their old one that had been sitting around not being used for years and years and years because it was cheaper, better water from Detroit. Um, and I, we've told that story before, so you guys don't want to hear that again. Uh, but that the, that's the long and short of it. The Flint's problem was that they stopped using Detroit's wa- awesome water. And when I say awesome water, I certainly mean it because uh, it's been tested and the water uh, here in the metro Detroit area is of the sum of the highest quality in the entire nation, as it turns out. And I think it's because, you know, uh, the Great Lakes and uh, they have a really good treatment plants and all that good shit. Uh, I, actually, I don't know why. I'm just making guesses there. I never read the report, but I, that is what I know. That's what I've been told. That we have really, really good water here. So come to Detroit, drink our water. <laughs> uh, and uh, the juicer says something that was clean when Obama drank the water. Well, it's because Flint's water is just fine now. And it has actually been for several years. Uh, you keep on hearing people say that Flint doesn't have clean water. And that's 100% not true. Uh, they are back, as I mentioned, they're back on the Detroit system. The tre- pipes are being treated properly as they should have been, plus the fact that more than 90% of the lead pipes, which is what the problem was in the entire time, have been replaced with more modern ones. Um, and the very small percentage that haven't been replaced are perfectly okay because of the chemical treatment. Okay, I'll explain it. Uh, the way it works is back in the old days, they had leaded pipes. They st- Back then, they still knew that leaded pipes were not exactly awesome. You don't want to have leaded pipes. They didn't know about the entire poison in your kids' brains and stuff. They knew that leaded pipes, like, shedded stuff. You don't want that. So they treated, they commented that problem by putting a chemical in the water that treats the pipes, that keeps the pipes all nice and coated with this substance that keeps them from leaking lead. Uh, and that's how uh, it went on its merry way. That's how it is in, mo- in a lot of nations. That's how, that's how it is in Detroit, which has its own set of uh, leaded pipes. But they keep the uh, uh, fucking chemicals in there to make sure that shit doesn't happen. Uh, what happened in Flint is when they decided they were going to save some money and reopen their old uh, water treatment plant and treat the Flint River uh, for, uh, instead of getting Detroit's water, they neglected to put that chemical in there. So uh, everything was happy in fine times for six months to a year or so while Flint was making its own water and saving a little bit of money and not throwing that treatment in there. And it corroded all the fucking pipes and let a whole bunch of lead into the water and people drank it. And it was a bad thing. So that's why when they tested their shit that there was all this lead in the water. Uh, Now, uh, if they would have stayed on Detroit's water, they still would have had the chemical street in their lead pipes and they would have been fine. It wouldn't have been a story. So that was all about Flint fucking their own shit up. Uh, now they're fine. Everything's back to normal. Um, but there you go. So, but, but since there is technically a still a small portion of pipes that are not done yet, I think it's less than 10%. You can technically say that Flint does not have clean water because there might be a couple spots where it goes through the, the, the pipes, but that's only technically true. It's still going to, uh, test its clean water because of the treatments to it now. So there you go. Come to seriously, come to Detroit. Well, come to like, yeah, you know, like uh, where I live in the Oakland County area and have a glass of water. It's delicious. You know what? I'm going to have another one. Although I'm going to try to stay away from the mic and not swallow and sound disgusting this time.
Just as delicious when I don't make a lot of sound. <laughs> oh, Sly Dog's calling back again. He must be resting between his sets. What up, Sly? Can you hear me clear now? Any better than I, before? I can hear you about the same as before, but I can hear you just fine. I guess it depends on, uh, you know, uh, callers and stuff. Uh, what's up, boss? I wondered if you wanted some backup. Remember, I did a lot of research on this topic. What's up? Yeah. Go ahead, boss. Yeah, I mean, you know, well, Detroit's water is great. Okay, I saw all that as an opportunity to make money because I'm fucking Middle Eastern. And that's just <laughs> what we do, okay? If you don't like it, fuck you. But that's what we do. I saw it as an opportunity to make money. I went, I scoured that city. I took a road trip there, remember? Oh, yeah, that's um, right. You are telling me about that. I posted all those pictures and videos on the OG, and I was just trying to figure out what niche I could do to invest there because I knew everybody would be dumping off property and whatnot so I started out with the police I made friends with uh, a law enforcement officer he took me all around the city uh, what shocked me was the history and what led up to that and it all kind of made sense so I just and, and I learned a lot from everybody I talked to yeah some it's on sorry Jesus <laughs> Oh, I'm Multitasking, huh? I didn't say it. Told me to put my mask on. Oh. <laughs> so what happened is, back in the 1950s, that county where Flint is was the richest county in the entire country mm -hmm. because that's where most of the cars were made. So they had this massive, uh, yeah, General Motors. You're right, Grad. Grad probably knows more about this than I do, but. Anyway, it was a fairly, you know, smaller city, but everybody had high-paying jobs. Oh, yeah, yeah. There was mm -hmm. massive workforce in the automotive there, so there was all of this money coming in, and as a lot of those trickled out of town and moved overseas, moved to Canada, Mexico, other parts of the United States, it left behind all of this infrastructure with no tax revenue, to upkeep and to keep it going. And on top of that, there are allegations that the local politicians were corrupt. Oh, yeah. And they, and they didn't help the situation. So the Republican governor at the time took action and sent a financial manager there, famous to Flint, and Detroit got one too, I think. Yeah, yeah, they had one for a while. They were, they were trying to do cost-saving measures because there was just no way it could pay for itself. Right, exactly. Money, yeah. money pit. So, mm -hmm. one of the things they did was, uh, according to the locals, they were getting gouged by prices to have all that water pumped from Detroit to Flint, and it was going to go up because it needed a bunch of maintenance on the pipeline. So, yeah, that's true. Aside, mm -hmm. uh, they... they went ahead and reopened that plant they had, like you said, and somebody screwed up and didn't put the additive in. Apparently, the EPA approved it. Maybe, mm. they, maybe, maybe multiple people fucked up. Yeah, yeah, there's multiple levels of fuck. And then it, and then it led to all that, which, just like you said, uh, r really not that much of the city was affected, but some people were. And the yeah, older yeah. housing, like when you... When you um, soldered your joints together and your pipes underground, some of those joints were like made out of lead, so yep. mm -hmm. without exactly. protective coating, 
it would seep into the water. Right, right, yeah. So, and, and right, and you were smart to be uh, checking out there because most all that's all been pretty much fixed there, but it's still got the stigmata. So, I bet you, you know, land and properties there are ridiculously cheap. I don't know, maybe you can tell us more about it, Mike Tyson. I probably shouldn't say this, but I did buy one thing there. Oh, oh cool, it awesome. It really good for me. Yeah, now would you buy and sell sort of thing, or are you keeping a hold of it? Uh, I bought a bar and I named it Shadid's. Oh, Habibs, that's awesome. <laughs> So, what yeah. you, why don't you name it Mike Tyson? I am Mike. <laughs> Hi there, Tyson. Hey, that's not a bad idea. I, probably, I didn't know you then, bro. I might have actually taken your advice. Yo, man, this this, this Mike Tyson on the desk. Speaking with Pastor Jay, my main objective to eat, eat, eat MCs for lunch, breakfast, dinner. What's up, guys? <laughs> Did you see my fight? Hey, what's up? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that, I that, the way you move. Man, that guy was just hugging me like I was dancing with the stars, you know what I'm saying? Roy Jones Jr. and uh, I almost bit his ear off, man, to be honest with you. And, you should. Uh, I won the fight. I won the fight. I right? th- yeah, that one hundred percent. There's no way that was a draw. I mean, you know, uh, fucking when you were dropping hooks into his fucking, uh, uh, fucking uh, ribs, dude. That was fucking ah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> that's yeah. right. That's right. Yo, peep game, right? Peep game, right? Custom model. He he taught me the pickaboo. That's the pickaboo style, you know. Pickaboo, bobby we bobby we boom, jump in with the hook, hook to the yeah. body, uppercut. <laughs> Yeah, man. I felt like I was twenty-year-old Mike Tyson, you know. Yeah, like the... go. <laughs> <laughs> he's working out, every... so he, he's he's calling us between sets. Every, I want to talk to that motherfucker, you know, because yeah, yeah. I need a new fight. I need a fight coming up in the slide dog. If you would do me the honors. Of stepping in the ring with Mike Tyson. What do you think about Snoop, man? I didn't. I didn't catch that part. What, what was he commentating or something like that? Of course, you fell Don't asleep. Give me that. Even though you fucking laid off, man. God damn it, bro. <laughs> Don't give me that, dude. I will whip your fucking ass, Mike Tyson. Yeah, that's right. That's I said funny, it, man. That's that's a, that's funny, man. You're a funny motherfucker, man. Anyways, <laughs> you got a couple pounds on me. What you what you weigh? What you weigh in it? Like two twenty or some shit like that? I, I think I weighed. Uh, no, that was Roy Jones. I weighed at like two thirty five, and uh, yeah. Two thirty five. Maybe I should smoke too soon. You want to step? You want to step in the soon, room yeah. with me, motherfucker? You want to step with Mike weigh- Tyson? <laughs> I only weigh like one ninety five, maybe maybe two hundred if I'm wearing heavy clothes. You know, uh, that's, that's a pretty big weight listen, disadvantage. I'm not sure listen, about this. We're doing it for we're doing it for chatty. So when I break you in half like a fucking toothpick, you know, it's going to be for a good cause. You know, <laughs> my wife will feel much better about that when she's visiting me in the hospital. <laughs> Yeah, you'd be like Bruce Lee when he broke his back. You'd be like Bruce Lee, the master, when he broke his back. You know, it's all good. But uh, what's up, Patrick Jay? Not too much, man. Did you see the fucking fight? No, I didn't see the fucking fight. I don't do anything manly at all. You know better than that. You know, come on. I mean, you know, if that was on, like, the sewing channel, I probably would have caught it or some shit like that. uh, That's fucking ludicrous, man. 
It is ludicrous. That's fucking ludicrous. Yeah, ludicrous. Ludicrous is your fucking tattoo, dude. I, how do people fucking talk to you, dude? How, seriously, how do people talk to you with a straight face on, on a daily basis? The how? Do, I mean, I know you're a bad motherfucker, but you have to get laughed at every day, right? You you hear this motherfucker? I'm I about mean, to reach to the fucking phone and yank his fucking vocal cords out, man. Seriously, I mean, I'm starting to. <laughs> I'm just, I, I'm just saying, man. I mean, there's people out there that disregard your safety on a regular basis, so they have to walk up to you occasionally and tell you, tell you they think your tattoo's fucking ridiculous. What the fuck were you yeah. smoking, anyways? Was that, was that like I, math I, or I, coke? I, or what was going on with that? I, when they do that, I back punch them in the nuts. Oh, real hard. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And then, look, look who's back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Who on, the next? fuck is this? Who the fuck is that? Yes. Once again, your show has become the platform for intolerance and bigotry. Oh, no. What did I do this time? You are speaking to Mike Tyson, who is, let me tell you, one sec, I'm losing my voice here. I'm so upset. He's a black black man, Jay. He's a black man. Is this Marilyn Manson? Is this Marilyn Manson's little brother? Hold on, Mike what Tyson? the fuck can I ever tell you he, got, man? He, I will fucking making... rip your fucking head off and shit down your neck, son. Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson, listen to me right now, mister. He is making fun of your ethnicity and your facial tattoo. You, can, you cannot help that. I said ethnicity. That's right. That's right, Marilyn Manson, brother. This, this, is, this, this is racially insensitive on all levels. Listen, Passive Gay. I know okay, I do the oh, doink. Yeah. I know I do Tyson Fong. Oh, that's enough. That's enough. I'm, I'm a pacifist. I'm a pacifist. <laughs> but I you know, peep watch. game, right? Peep game, right? Yeah. I'll cut off your fucking I head. <laughs> I don't know what that I means. Would... What, uh, I'm sorry, I'm, not, uh, I'm sorry, dude. I apologize, dude. I'm not trying. I'm, you know, uh, you're right. Yeah, those are insensitive questions for me. Uh, are you smoking I, on that fucking uh, uh, fucking OJ cuss, making you feel like Superman, dog? Yeah. I will fucking fly over there, man. I know where uh, you live, dog. Uh, well, dude, you're, you don't scare me in the least. But if they don't have flights to Detroit, come on, dude. you're not gonna ride a bus here. Didn't you know that planes don't fly to oh, Detroit? You only get here by oh, bus. I'll beat your face with my fucking dick. <laughs> I'll it's highly improbable. I'll leave a fucking mushroom imprint on your cheek. <laughs> All right, it's on, Tyson. You know what? I'm not going to be disrespected like this. You know, uh, I got. I have the reach advantage okay. on you. I'm younger okay, than you. Uh, you know what? What? Yeah, what's on? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's right. God damn fucking, it. I will fucking you're take you smoking on that. What you smoking on that good shit, man? Okay, well, you know, this you is just a boxing right? match. This is this is gonna be full MMA, man. I'm just gonna like clinch up with you and start throwing knees, fucking dude. You're not. You have no clue how to deal with any of that shit, man. Tyson, you've never fought anybody like me. What the fuck is going? <laughs> I have no clue what the fuck's going on, dude. I think I smoked the wrong shit today. Is this the Twilight Zone? Is this the fucking Twilight Zone? Am I here? Oh. Are my ears? Are my ears intact? I, I did I smoke too much cannabis sativa or do the fucking ah. toad? 
I think, I think I did too much toad and I went to the spiritual land and I, I'm talking to a fucking, I don't even know, dog. Are you a fucking spirit? I have no clue. You know, I think one of us did. I think maybe I think maybe I smoked too much today. Um, I think I may should have laid off a couple hours ago. I apologize, Mr. Tyson. I want you on the show whenever I can get you. I shouldn't be offending you and, and agonizing, antagonizing you like I am. You're uh, you're a joy the to have on the show. Heavyweight champion of all time and peep game not, right peep game right if i didn't do uh, cocaine i would have uh-huh. gone undefeated do you know he said you know i heard you say that you only stopped doing cocaine like two and a half years ago dude that's right me and nerd <laughs> dean we, we stopped doing cocaine at the <laughs> about two and a half years ago man and you know, uh, good for you, dude. I mean, allegedly. I, I'm not sure if I'm saying good for you. I, uh, he, no, he said it. You said it. It's not allegedly. <laughs> I don't think it can be called allegedly when the person involved is the one that said it. Yeah. <laughs> he allegedly said that he fucked four oh, you, people. You, oh, you an intellect now. Anyways, I, I, I you so. roll past a day. I, I gotta go and. Um, All right. Let me put well, my mask you. back on. Hold on. Is it safe to put my mask off? No, I I doing some doink. I think I, I, I took some doink. Hold on. Let me put my mask back on. Yeah, yeah. Sly got yelled at for having his off at the gym. Peep game, right? Uh peep the, game, right? Uh, what the fuck does that mean, dude? I don't know. Are you saying peak game? Is that what you're saying? No. No? I'm never coming okay. on your show again, man. <laughs> <laughs> you questioning you questioning everything you say you're gonna whip my ass well i'm just gonna say this i i, I don't need to fight a fucking uh phone tough guy but uh listen i'm gonna have a next fight yeah, and i'm calling fight? you out motherfucker not you awesome. i'm calling oh. out my next competition joe frazier come out of retirement <laughs> wait a minute you think you're a bad motherfucker? You think you're Mike Tyson in the seventies? Come out and retirement fight me, motherfucker. Um, I'm Peace not really. God. <laughs> what? I'm not really big into boxing, but isn't that gentleman dead? Is he? <laughs> <laughs> well, then it's an uh, easy win for me. Disqualification. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, you were right. And I must say, Mike, okay. uh, uh, your your phone's been excellent today. I would I would have swore you were at home until you just started up uh, your vehicle. Oh. So and, and, oh, unless, you, unless you moved it, unless you moved into a mobile home, so yeah. No, I, I I I'm driving a truck. Yeah, I thought I thought you were at home. Wow. Yeah. So that's that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make sure every day is like that. Uh, old, Maybe, old, old school truck. I'm driving an old school truck, drinking my drink. What did you get a new phone or something, Mike? Yeah, I used to have a Fisher Price phone. Um, <laughs> all right, I, I should have left well enough alone. <laughs> Thanks for calling in, Mike. I appreciate it. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> okay, peace, God. Slide dog, you motherfucker. Why are you afraid of Mike Tyson and the fucking phone on the desk? Peace, everybody. Peace, peace. I'm out. Bye, Mike. Thanks for calling in. All right. I mean, seriously though. Now, now, now that he's not on for me to hurt his fucking feelings, what the fuck was he thinking? I mean, goddamn, you know, I can't understand anybody getting face tattoos. I mean, there's never, 
ever has it ever been a good idea. I don't think anyone's life's ever been improved by a face tattoo. I mean, I mean, I think even if you're like a tattoo artist, I don't think someone goes, looks at you and goes, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. A uh, face tattoo. Yeah. He just, he's gotta be a good artist. I'm, I'm going to go to him. I don't, I don't think there's any positive influence in face tattoos in the entire world. Uh, so I, I don't, uh, I don't understand how Mike could have done that. Uh, I assume he was on a lot of drugs. And since he said he quit, only quit doing Coke a couple of years ago, I, he was probably on a lot of drugs. And I don't know what impresses me more about the entire, uh, that entire statement, the fact that he managed to quit, uh, doing cocaine after doing cocaine for decades upon decades upon decades or the fact that he did cocaine for decades upon decades upon decades i don't think most people can do that i mean you know if, if there's going to be a drug that fucking uh, uh snatched me up and got me addicted to it it'd definitely be cocaine uh it's the funnest ones of all the ones i've tried the heroin was man uh meth i've never done and, and meth is scary so uh, you know although i'll be honest that one could probably snatch me up too if i wasn't careful because it's the cheapest ones you know, uh, apparently it doesn't take a whole bunch of meth to fuck you up for three days. So, but, so, but meth I'm scared of. So I don't think I'd ever try that. So I don't think it'd ever be an issue. And crack is just like, you know, fucking whack. <laughs> so, but cocaine, if cocaine was free and, and side effect free, like, you know, like if, if it didn't fuck up your health and it wasn't, you know, and it couldn't ruin you financially, I do cocaine every fucking day. It was great. <laughs> I highly recommend just the actual buzz. It's all the bad shit that goes along with it that, I, you know, that fucks you up. Uh, um financially speaking because it's not it's not a really cheap a drug um and he, and since i'm not a moderation sort of person even the cheapest drugs are become a burden after a while and it doesn't define as the cheap so uh, which is good in a way that's one of the reasons why i never really got into it because i couldn't really afford it um and uh but it, that's that and the health issues because i'm sure it can fuck up your nose and all kinds of horrible things to you but the uh benefits of it it was it was fun as fuck dude <laughs> uh so but uh shit i if i was if i was rich tomorrow i don't think it'd be an issue i have no clue how where i would even get that kind of shit i don't even know if cocaine is a popular drug anymore you know you don't hear anybody talk about it um everyone talks about like meth and then you know like ecstasy although they don't call it ecstasy anymore they call it like msmd M-A-M-D or M- i don't know it's like four letters or some shit it's supposed to be pure ecstasy which is what i thought ecstasy was but uh, drugs are so confusing nowadays <laughs> and lots of people are into into like you know prescription drugs and shit like that and those are the ones that scare me because those are the ones where you see people all fucked up on it and uh from what I understand, that's where like a lot of your hardcore heroin and fentanyl users come from are people that get addicted on pills of various forms and then can't get them anymore. Uh, and you have to be pretty fucked up on uh, a drug to decide that you're going to do heroin instead of that drug. It's like, oh, I can't do such. I can't get such and such. I'm going to do heroin instead. Well, fuck. How addicted are you to that fucking pill? That's what, that's why pills suck. I, I try to avoid them for the most part. I mean, I obviously you need them for some shit. Like when I was really hurt bad, I, I took pain pills, but, but I wasn't a huge fan of them. And I tried to t- stop taking them as quick as I could because they fucked with my stomach and my uh, digestive system and such really bad uh, shit. When I was, when I had the cancer thing, I actually ended up supposedly t- stopped taking them too soon. Uh, and between the fact that they were fucking up my stomach and the actual pain, uh, I ended up back in the hospital for uh, like another week. Uh, and they put me back on pain pills and all that good shit. Uh, so that wasn't a lot of fun. Uh, so uh, I actually tell the hospital now that I'm uh, allergic to Norco. Uh, I won't take it. 
uh, which I realize that's just like what fucking, you know, um, Vicodin or some shit like that. It's a variation of Vicodin, but it fucks with my stomach so bad. I, I, I tell the doctors I'd rather use something that's less effective if I have to rather than get my stomach all fucked up like that. Um, and luckily, since I figured that shit out, I haven't had anything major enough to require Norco again. <laughs> so, because, you know, at that point, it's a decision because I don't know what else they can give you at that point. And, you know, um, it's do I want to deal with the immediate pain now or the pain in my stomach that I will get for a week or two or three? Because honestly, in the long run, when I had the entire kidney removed, the entire cancer thing, in the long run, the having my kidney removed and the pain from that and the disability from that hurt me less than the stomach issues that I had from uh, post surgery and from the Norco and whatever. Um, I, I was it was fucking miserable. My I, my stomach hurt so bad for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks after that. Uh, uh, at, at certain points, I, I'll be honest with you. I questioned what the, the, how much, how worth it, uh, the entire thing was. I was never suicidal as if I was going to kill myself, but several times I was start, started to regret the fact that I'd survived the fucking surgery. Um, uh, and eventually it went away. Uh, but, uh, and there were other side effects. It took me a, a year to almost two years before I was a, felt a hundred percent better guy, but most of the issues, uh, past that point were mostly just being super tired and lethargic and and just weak in general um but yeah yeah fuck hadn't thought about that in a while that's different that was a depressing uh, time <laughs> a couple few months but you're all better now and uh, honestly some parts of it i don't remember very well um uh, i talked to my stepmom about this the brain has a really really good uh, coping mechanism uh with removing memories like that uh, from easy access um it's how you deal. It's how your brain deals with that sort of shit. So you can get by in life. Uh, I, uh, I have memories of being in the hospital right after the surgery and being like in some pretty extreme pain, uh, from something from, um, circ- circumstances. No, uh, from, uh, no, what's the word, word I'm looking for <sighs> from issues with the surgery afterwards. And at so at one point, uh, I know I've told the story before, but I'll go over it again. Why not? Uh, right after surgery, they give you, uh, obviously like some pretty serious drugs and they give it to you like every four hours or some shit like that. Um, and they had just recently given me my, uh, pain medications and I was feeling okay, uh, pain wise, but I was super duper uncomfortable because I've been lying on my back for like a day and a half or, or some shit like that. And the time's fuzzy. So I won't, I'll probably won't get that shit right. Um, and I asked if it's okay if I turn on my side and they were like, yeah, yeah, you can tell you can turn on your side. Um, like I go, okay, well, I'm going to give it a shot. You guys put me on my side. Uh, so they put me on my side and it was immediate pain, uh, like a really bad pain, uh, like a, a, a different kind of pain. Uh, and it, and, uh, I was like, okay, you know, this doesn't work. This doesn't work. Please put me back, put me back, put me back. Uh, so they put me back in my, in the other position and it doesn't stop hurting. Uh, it gets worse. Um, and I kind of panicked like, you know, fucking, uh, I was like, uh, I didn't know what to do. I was like, uh, it, I was like, oh, oh, oh. And like, I started yelling, yelling and shouting, uh, and they didn't know what to do because they had just given me pain medication, like literally like a half hour ago. Um, 
So they ran and got a doctor. A doctor came and he said, oh, oh Mr. Cattle, almost said my name, <laughs> uh, Mr. Passive J, uh, uh, look, uh, what can I do for you? I looked at him, I go, I looked at him and I said, I need help. <laughs> and that's about all I could say. Uh, what he, as I said, he couldn't give me any more painkillers. They had me stuffed full of painkillers. Uh, so what he ended up giving me was uh, like a, uh, a, not a muscle relaxer, but like a fucking brain relaxer. <laughs> like, like, like he puts, he gave me something uh, to basically not um, almost knock me out mentally. You know, uh, some sort of mood thing where uh, for a fucking night where uh, it, it killed the panic panic attack. Uh, and uh, uh, it allowed me to like, I guess allowed the painkillers to kick in and to overcome what was whatever the fuck was going on with me. And, uh, and I only reva- I, I only remember that vaguely. And I talked to my stepmom about that. I go, uh, I, I told her what I remembered about it. And I go, well, was it as bad as I remember remember and she goes oh no 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 it was much much worse <laughs> she goes you don't remember most of that shit i go really she goes yeah i'm not gonna bore you with the details i go but she goes but it's good she goes you're you leave it at what you know <laughs> i'm like oh shit she goes yeah yeah the brain has a really good ability to remove uh memories that you have no need to think about so uh, she goes, you wouldn't be able to go back to a hospital after your first trip fuck <laughs> she's right you know um uh, it, it's a bad time when you're in the major surgery. And, and I, I realize uh, I'm probably preaching to the choir. Most of you guys have been in the hospital for something major at one point in your life or another. It's just a fact of life. Uh, um, but for those of you who haven't good, God bless you. Uh, you know, good for you. Uh, I hope you're never in the hospital for anything major, but I'm going to tell you right now, it's not fun. Uh, God, and you know, uh, speaking of God blessing things, God bless the fucking, uh, nurses and doctors, uh, especially the nurses. They put, go through some shit. I, I have a couple of nurse friends and they tell me horror stories. And just from what I know of people, what they had to deal with me, uh, and I was at least mobile enough to crawl out of bed and use the bathroom after, uh, a day or two. I, I, you know, after surgery, I, you don't poop for a while. Uh, and they had me a catheter, had me on a catheter, I think for the first day or two, because I couldn't get out of bed. Uh, but eventually, um, they pulled that shit, which wasn't fun, by the way. I don't recommend catheters. <laughs> it wasn't that bad, actually, but it was a very weird feeling when they pulled it out. <laughs> I don't recommend it. Uh, and then, uh, and then, of course, my lovely wife took care of me after surgery, um, which must have been not, which must not have been fun for her, because uh, you know I c- couldn't really do anything at all. The, uh, the God, the first month that really, um, and, and it was way longer than that as far as normal, but the first month or so, she basically took care of me on the head and foot. I think it was, I think it was at least three weeks after my surgery before she even went back to work or some shit like that. <laughs> and I'm not saying any of this shit because she happens to be in the room right now. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. Yeah. Uh. And grads like don't bring religious and religion in this. That was a very non-religious. God bless them. <laughs> um, and grad is correct. I do. I am a lucky dude. Uh, I can I can only imagine what kind of what position I would have been in if I wasn't married when that happened. Because uh, I don't have any family, so uh, I I don't know. Fuck. I seriously, I have no clue how how I were to work that. Uh, what would have happened after the surgery? Uh, my I have a stepmom, obviously. I was, you know, talking about that, but she couldn't have came and cared for me. You know, uh, she's got her own life and all that good shit. So, so I, Jay would have been in a very poor position without his wife. So, I'm very lucky to have had her and, and to have her now. 
and maybe I'll have her tonight. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. We got about, oh, another eight minutes to talk about shit. If you guys have anything you want to call in about, uh, I've seen a couple of the uh, uh, normal callers hanging out who haven't called in that really shouldn't. Tenor, I'm fucking ashamed of you. How, why haven't you called in to tell us the fire extinguisher story, you fuck? You know, here he is when we have eight minutes left. Don't even, you know what? Don't even call in now. There's not enough time to talk about it. I want you to call in tomorrow and tell us that most excellent story because that is hilarious. Uh, highlights. Uh, I'm not going to ruin the story, but the highlights of it is it involves tenor, a uh, a fire extinguisher, and a patrol car. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm looking forward to this story tomorrow. Tenor, I love you to death, dude. How the fuck do they trust you with a gun? I, say, <laughs> I am amazed every time I talk to you that you that you have the ability to arrest people and possibly even then shoot them. Um, uh, and I, your your professional tenor must be such a completely different. Per- I mean, you actually you said that professional tenor is quite a bit de- different than uh, casual tenor, but still. Uh, I don't, I don't know how anybody does it really. Uh, you or anybody else, the entire cop thing. It just seems so not worth it. Here, I'm going to risk my life for people who aren't going to appreciate it for the most part and possibly be belittled. And yeah, the teenage kids will hate me. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, dude, more power to you, dude. Um, it's funny because, yeah, when I was a teenager, I hated cops. Uh, and the older, the older I get, the more I, I appreciate the police. And I think at right around the time it happened right around the time I stopped worrying about the police pulling me over for various things. <laughs> it was never too much. Uh, the only thing I was ever scared of was like a, a cop would pull us over and he'd find me with some weed in my pocket, but that'd be like an eighth or some shit like that. So I, I don't think I'm going to the pokey for an eighth. Uh, even back then I probably would where the guy either it got dumped out or maybe a ticket or some shit like that. Um, <clears throat> My friends uh, had way more issues with the cops, you know, uh, drunk driving issues, issues for this, that, uh, you know, I used to, I, uh, there used to be a joke going around that I was bad luck for my friends because they kept on getting pulled over while I was in the car. Uh, and in the space of like a year and a half, when I think I was like between the ages of 16 and 17 and a half, I had three or four different, no, four different friends go to jail and me have to walk home. <laughs> Because I'm riding around in their car where they got arrested for various stupid shit and had warrants out. So, like, uh, I can't take the car. Nope, you can't take the car. Okay, uh, can you give me a ride home? Nope, can't give me a ride home. Okay, so this is just going to get towed away and I'm, and I'm walking now? Yep, that's what's going to happen. All right, thanks, officer. I appreciate that. <laughs> so, you know, uh, they made jokes that no one wanted me in their car anymore because I was bad luck. Uh, but, but I was lucky enough in by to lead by learn by other people's example i've mentioned that before uh, i've never got a dui because i've watched other people get duis and decided that wasn't for me uh never got arrested for like stealing stuff because i saw friends of mine get arrested for stealing and decided that wasn't for me plus it didn't seem right to steal stuff i won't don't want people steal my stuff so you know do unto others and all that good shit so um none of the crimes that uh my friends uh, got in trouble for were, were like major crimes. Let's let, it's not like I was friends with murderers or shit like that, or people that were like robbing people's houses. Uh, <clears throat> just mostly stupid shit. Uh, the biggest crime most of my friends got arrested for were, was uh, 
uh, a shitload of property damage to a, a golf course near our house. And this is when we were all like, I want to say between the ages of uh, 17 and 20 uh, for our age group, I would say. And thank God I wasn't involved that day because I couldn't just have easily been involved if uh, I w- hadn't been hanging out with a different group of friends. Uh, but a group of like eight or nine or 10 of my friends all got together because one of them had the key to the cart barn of a local golf course. And they all snuck onto a golf course in the middle of the night, got a whole bunch of carts and drove them around the course. And uh, supposedly, according to them, there was another group of people on there that were on the course and they were the ones that were doing all the damage. But somehow or another, uh, about 20 to $25,000 worth of damage was done to the uh, golf course, like running over baby trees and shit like that. I, I don't know what the exact damages were consisted of, but they claimed that they did like $25,000 worth of damage. And uh, most of our uh, intrepid band of uh, vandalists uh, got away scot-free. Uh, unfortunately, the uh, one guy that they did catch was the guy that was quite willing to rat out the rest of them because he wasn't going to be responsible for $25,000 worth of damage himself. So... <laughs> So he uh, um, promptly told the police, everybody else that was involved, they all got picked up and arrested. And basically, you know, uh, that was the end of that. Once they had a couple of them, you know, all of them decided that they weren't going to be held responsible for it. So they, everybody basically ratted on everybody else once this one guy did it. So he got blamed for it. But once, you know, uh, really, because, uh, and I don't know, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, uh you know, on one hand, uh, stitches get snitches, but since it was like a property crime and they were going to help be held rest restitution, if he keeps his mouth shut, he's responsible for $25,000 worth of damage. Uh, as it is, they caught like 10, like 10 people and all of them, owed, each of them owed like three grand or some shit like that after all the charges. I can't, or I can't remember that. So I'm not sure if, um, I'm not sure if, uh, they have the right to be mad at him or not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not sure if you should expect him to take that. On the other hand, he was, uh, from a rich family. His parents paid the, you know, the shit anyways. So, uh, but yeah, but I wasn't involved with that. So luckily for me, I didn't have to have any moral judgments about whether or not they should be mad at him. Um, and that was, uh, the big like scandal for like my, my friends when we were teenagers. Huh. All right. Speaking of scandals, it's scandalous. That I'm still talking to you guys. Uh, we're going to be back tomorrow at six o'clock to do the shit all over again. Uh, I want to thank the OG army for showing up. I can't do the show without you guys. I want to thank my nasal congestion for making me sound like a fucking a phone operator. <laughs> uh, I want to thank uh, Mike Tyson for calling in. I want to thank my uh, moral conscience for calling in and let me know that I'm racist and, and uh, like uh, homophobic. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, anyways, yeah, we'll be back tomorrow. Six we'll do this shit all over again. Uh, until then I'm passive J you guys have yourself a great day. Simchin for the OG. Yeah.